welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read Love Theoretically by Allie Hazelwood. This, I feel like I wouldn't say it's like the third book in her series, but it is in the same world as her other books. So I don't really know how that works, but it's like her science love stories. She definitely has a theme when she writes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I posted a video on TikTok and I was like, spoiler, it's about a girl in science trying to fall in love. You, okay, I think this are on your, maybe it was on Instagram. You said this was your favorite of the three, but it was before you finished. Oh, gosh. So what I, do you? I'm just so upset about this because, okay, if I'm, if I'm being honest, I didn't tell you this, but I DNF uh, love on the brain. I couldn't get through it. So I read The Love Hypothesis, and then I got halfway through Love on the Brain, but it was so similar to The Love Hypothesis that I was like, I don't even have to finish it. It's the same book. Move on with my life. I always thought I was going to go back to it, though, and finish it, and I just never did. Um, But Love Theoretically, first 75 pages, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is fresh. I love the premise because she's interviewed. So for those who don't know, like the little plot here, she is um, a, she's like a adjunct professor, doesn't make a lot of money. So she's got this side hustle where she is fake dating. And then she goes to interview for a tenured position. And it's the brother of one of the guys she was fake dating. So it's like, I thought that was really unique and fun. Um, So I loved it for those first 7,500 pages. Yeah. I can see some of you and Elsie. I can too. I, I don't think I'm quite as dramatic as Elsie is about it, but like I'm a people pleaser. I have this problem where sometimes I don't know what I like myself because I do kind of just mold myself to whoever I'm with. If someone wants to go hiking, I go hiking. If someone wants to go eat, I go eat. Like whatever they want to do, I'm good with. Like I'm go with the flow. I don't necessarily have things I want to do because like I'm good to do whatever um I don't think I have it to the extent Elsie has it um I don't become like a different person I'm just I'm just easy you know whatever but I do see myself in her but not um (sighs) we're gonna get to the sex stuff um eventually but the sex stuff with her not knowing what she wanted made me really like icky it gave me the ick with him being like I'm not gonna do anything till you tell me what you want so I mean I don't I just don't want people to attribute that with me no I attribute her inability to say no to people Mm. to you because you don't know how to say no to people I don't that's why I'm (laughs) burnt out at 27 years old even like, yeah, work things, life things, like you don't say no. And I feel like that's her. I feel, yeah, the people pleasing and the saying no. Yeah, if someone asks you to be a certain person, you'll be that person. Like, I think it took you like six months to be like, I like thrillers more than romance, Kayla. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, even on Book Talk. So, you know, Book Talk is like all about fantasy and romance. And every once in a while, I'll make a video like, I also like thrillers and it gets no views. So I'm like, never mind, thrillers are trash. But, you know, fantasies <laughs> are great. <laughs> you know, I'll just be whoever they need me to be. No, I think it like took to like season two of the podcast to be like, no, we're reading thrillers. I need murder. <laughs> I love murder. <laughs> so actually, so I'm going to murder in this book. Do you like how everyone who but they would always automatically go to serial killer? Like she would always accuse him of like wanting to murder her. I get it. The way he said things was very ominous. You know, I'm going to take you out. Um, Like, take me out and murder me? I get it. <laughs> Spoiler warning, we are going to talk about the book in depth. We're going to tell 
we're going to spoil things. So if you have not read it, read it, come back to us. We know it just came out, I think, like yesterday. So you might have to listen to this episode late, but we're going to spoil it. I love the Twilight talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because for those who have listened to Wild know this, but me and Marissa love our guilty pleasure of Twilight. And we understand how it is to be embarrassed to like Twilight, but I still <laughs> love it. <laughs> I, my sister came to visit about two weeks ago and we watched all four or five, however many there are, Twilight movies. I, yeah, I guess there are five because they split Breaking Dawn into two they had like a Twilight marathon on and anytime the kid was sleeping we were like get back to that channel where's that channel we gotta watch it and you know her husband was just like these are stupid it's so cringy and we're like but that's what makes them good you know no I had to I like fully related to it um thought it was hilarious even like the sex scenes to Twilight I thought was like funny like I don't know (laughs) Yeah, her associating him being a circular and, like, every banter they had, I thought I really liked. I really liked their banter, and I really liked how he called her out on her shit. And she and called liked, him out on his eventually, which I liked. And I liked how, um, I liked the, I liked the whole fake dating twist and all that <laughs> stuff. I, I, I kind of thought that more of her fake dates would come up, situations. Also, the whole, her ex-JJ, I thought would come back into play. JJ was weird. It was one of those things where I felt like maybe we missed something in a different book. Like like how the last book we were like, there were these random characters. And then we found out a whole book had been written about them. I was like, Allie Hazelwood gave us just enough information about JJ for me to like understand what was going on. But it wasn't fully realized. I I felt like, I, especially like she teased it out at the beginning and then didn't even tell us the story till closer to the end. So we just kept hearing about JJ and I was like, who the hell is JJ? Well, so I, I remember them being a bad, like one of the guys in the first book that was like, thought um, Olive was flirting with. And I thought maybe that was JJ, but I don't remember. I read that like literally like two Januarys ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember. But yeah, I thought, I understood it, it gave us context to her relationship issues, uh-huh. but uh i thought he'd come back into play at least um no i i I like i i like the book my only complaint and i think and we talked about this i don't know if it's just like me and i'm changing or like the book world's changing but there's just some sex scenes that i didn't feel that was needed it just went on for forever i i like i read the first scene and you know the chapters were long so these weren't short quick sex scenes i felt like they were very drawn out and i read the first one and then the next morning they wake up and they do it again and i'm like okay fine whatever they do it again and then they're like let's let's do it a third time let's get in the shower now and do it a fourth time let's just keep doing it all freaking weekend It's like it's a little much. We gotta move this story along, guys. <laughs> I don't think the first book was like that. I feel like there's only one sex scene. Mm-hmm. The second one I don't remember. I read that one pretty fast. Um yeah, I think I think it's a mixture of me like just changing and just I think the book world is just going and being more open about sex and books. Mm-hmm. Like even in like like you used to know which books were sex books. Mm-hmm. now it's kind of like there's cartoon characters in the front and like you don't like if my mom picked this up she probably wouldn't think there'd be smut in it but there was 
very very detailed because I feel like it's a mutual thing we've decided and I don't know when because I feel like we used to like want a little bit more spice we're like oh we need more and now I'm like do we go back to YA (laughs) it's just too much it's too much we gotta go back go back a little I think the problem with this one at least was that it was all condensed some books there's like a sex scene towards the beginning and then they go a long time pining for each other and then there's a sex scene at the end maybe something in the middle this was like nothing 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 all the sex nothing 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 (laughs) the thing is I think this is a great book and I don't think it needed it yeah I I agree and I I did like this book um I think my my big issue not it wasn't the sex it was that I felt like the premise of the book was solved at about 60% through. So, like, she's going for this tenured track. Is she going to get the job? Is this mysterious George going to get the job? And then, like, 60% of the way through, George gets the job. And then her and Jack talk about it. And she ends up being fine. Like, she realizes George is the better person. And then it just turns into her and Jack having a ton of sex, have one little fight, and it's over. And I was like, it was just kind of weird how quickly like what I thought the whole premise of the book would be I thought the big reveal at the end would be who got the job and it was it happened 60% of the way through I did like the ending though with the whole her mentor and like that coming full circle and the whole letter that like Jack had wrote that ruined her whole industry like that kind of came to light so I did like that wrap up I liked it I could see your point in saying the 60% it kind of solved that that plot point Mm -hmm. but I, there was still, I think, some things unresolved. Also, I was on my like toes wondering if she was going to take that job or not because of her mentor. Yeah, so I knew the mentor was bad. As soon as um Jack brought up his mom, as soon as they talked about the mom, I knew. I was like, oh, okay. When he was like, he was like, oh, well, you know, my mom was a ther- like theoretical, whatever, physicist, a theoretical, is that what they are? Yeah, okay, whatever. I'm not a science person, clearly. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay. I think I can see where this is going. Like, he was defending his mom. But I'm glad it came out that way because, quite frankly, for the first half, 60% of the book, I was like, okay, he's he really was just a jerk. And, like, there's no good explanation for why he did that. I don't think I fully understood the article that he wrote. Um, just because I don't know science, I feel like, but I don't really understand like how he made this whole industry, like this whole side of science joke because he was like 17. Like, how did he even have the knowledge to do this? Like, it didn't make sense to me. Like, I still don't think I fully understand that part, but I just kind of took her word for it that it was bad. But yeah, I, I did. Once he mentioned that someone ruined his mom's career, I was like, oh, it's totally her mentor. But, uh... I did like how it came out. I like how, I like how it came full circle and stuff like that. The one thing I got annoyed at her for is getting mad at him for lying when she's lied forever. I I know. So the thing is, it's good to stand up for yourself and know what you want. But to do it to the point of, like, selfishness, I felt like towards the end she was like, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want because Jack gave me permission and I'm going to be angry because I'm allowed to be angry. And I was like, girl, you have been lying for the past, like, 30 years of your life. <laughs> like, uh, he at least had a good reason, you know? <laughs> My favorite 
part was whenever she found just like effort and just started like speaking all of her truths like with no filter like i hate that i hate this i hate that like you could all screw screw it because i hate everything <laughs> yeah the, the way she snapped at her mom i was like Ooh, okay you're really going there <laughs> which i needed her mom was a bitch but oh my gosh i know i was like why is it the older sister's job or I guess she was the younger sister I think she said her brothers were older than her I'm like they sound like they're 16 year old boys fighting over a high school girl I do think that she set up her roommate like the roommate to like fall in love I think so too I think we're gonna get a CC book I so I was like because there's another book coming out it's like checkmate but it's YA so I don't think it's that book but yeah, oh. Allie Ace Hood is writing a YA book, which I think might be up our, our alley more so. <laughs> <laughs> we might like that one the best. <laughs> Are we regress regressing back? <laughs> we had we had our fun in our twenties, and now we're going back to safety. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh. I did I did like Cece. She's very quirky, very fun. And I want to find out what happens with her and Kirk because it sounds like he's really wealthy and could really take care of her. And he's a science guy, so we all know she likes her science guys. But Cece wasn't a science person, so that would be a first non-science gal story. Yeah. So it will be an interesting twist. Because we can see that Allie can write a really good science female, like... Heroin, heroin. So I always think I'm like, okay, we're we're accountants. Can I write an accounting love story? And I'm like, accounting's just boring. And I was like, honestly, to an outsider, though, science is boring too. But she does it in a such a way that I am like intrigued by this industry. And I'm like, it's exciting, it's fresh, it's fun. Whereas, like, if I try to write an accounting love story, it would just be like a bunch of people on computers just typing away. Which is essentially what scientists do too. Like, why does she, how does she make it so much fun? I don't know. I don't, I, I kind of want to know, like, if a scientist reads her book, if the stuff she says is all accurate or if she's bending any of it for the world of fiction. Cause obviously she is in the science world. So, um, everything she says, I just assume is 100% true. Um, but I wonder, so like, do we need to bend the truth on accounting and sex it up and make it sound more exciting? Like do that to taxes. Like taxes. <laughs> debits and credits to me. I think she actually is a professor, um, in science, which always makes me want to become a professor because maybe I'll have time to write. But Except, what do her students think about her when they walk in the classroom and they go, Allie, we just read five chapters of detailed sex scenes. <laughs> now teach us science, please. Well, that's why I, I remember thinking that, but her first book really didn't have a lot of sex in it. So I'm like, okay, well, it's not that bad. We're all adults here. But yeah, no, this was very detailed. <laughs> very, very detailed. Yeah. I don't know if she still teaches now that her books are such such a success. But I remember when I read the first book and I, I listened to an interview that she did, she was still teaching. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it, I do. Yeah, I think she has is very talented with writing from coming from a science background. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't know if I can pull off accounting the way she does science. I know, I know. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just not sure there's a way to sex up accounting. <laughs> I also just love the world of acad like academia. I've always like I don't know I've always wanted to be 
not always, but recently I wanted to be a professor. I love books that take place in college. Like Discovery Witches is one of my favorite fantasy novels. It's pretty much a professor is the main character. So I love so books that take place in college settings. So I think I like that situation. But um, which her last book was not taking place in college, but the first one was. But no, I was a fan of this book. I give it a four. I gave it a four on Goodreads. I like maybe would knock off a couple points just because it's not for me. Some parts were not for me. But the thing is, we're going to be totally in the minority on it. Because one of the things we don't like about it is what's going to make it so popular. Because book talk wants the spice and the smut. So the very thing I'm dogging it for is actually like a positive for other people. Book talk loves the smut. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I used to have a secret Kindle account. Actually, no, it was, my, it was my Kindle account, but like no one else could see it. And I'd read my smut books on there on Kindle Unlimited because Kindle Unlimited has a lot of smutty books. And then I'd go along my day and no, and I wouldn't even put on my Goodreads. No, I don't know what I read. But now my boyfriend wants to use the Kindle Unlimited so he can read Harry Potter for free and my algorithm is so messed up it's recommending some real books so i've been googling good (laughs) books every single day this week to make sure the algorithm corrects itself you're like you're like searching um non-fiction books like the benefits of economic prosperity (laughs) how to invest in real estate I have searched, yeah, and even just the books I've read, I just keep searching and, like, checking them out and checking them back in that, like, are good ones, just so, like, it just changes it. But, yeah, that that is where I'm at. But, especially on, like, Goodreads, like, I have people from work on there, like, I don't know, I don't really have people from work knowing what I read. Yeah. And some of the covers you can't even put on Goodreads, like, Ice Planet Barbarians, I, I can't put that cover on Goodreads if someone from work sees it. Well, they've revamped it. Also, like, Ice Plants Barbarians is, like, literally sold in Barnes & Noble and, like, like on the first floor. Like, it's not even in, like, the, like, back corner. Like, it's Those on the section, Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> like, it, it's out there. It's, it's, yeah. When I, actually, this book, actually, though, theoretically, you walk into Barnes & Noble and Union Square, which is really big Barnes & Noble in New York City, and they have a huge display, just piles of this book. Yeah. So exciting. It's a good photo of it. Um, but thankfully, oh, we've got to give a shout out to Berkeley. To Berkeley. Um, thank you for sending us both a copy for this honest review. As you see, we're being very honest with our opinions with this book. Okay, so we talked about our girl Elsie and what we thought about her and how she kind of reminded me of you. But let's talk about the other characters. So we have Jack. We have George, the infamous, mysterious George. We have Cece, which we talked about. We both like Cece. We hope, we pray and hope for a spinoff. Um, what's his brother's name again? Why am I blanking? Greg. Greg. Why are the names so similar? Why is Greg and George so similar? Why is they're so basic? <laughs> like so many different boy names to choose from that are not George. I like the whole George thing because it sounded like oh, some guy, like some bro, and it was like oh no, this George is like this incredible woman scientist. So yeah, mm-hmm. like the George thing. Pick it, pick it, pick something else. Pick Tom. Yeah, my one complaint is the name. Anything else? Yeah, I didn't um, like. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that they called the girl George. I mean, like it was supposed to throw us off, but um, her first of all, her name's Georgina. 
But I was thinking, I bet she goes by George so that people think she's a male so that she's not discriminated against in the field of science. Yeah, I didn't mind her being called George. I just was annoyed with Greg's name. Pick a different boy name. You have like okay. 20 zillion options. <laughs> Literally anything. Craig. Craig would have been better. With a C. <laughs> Craig. I liked Greg. I like Greg as a character. Um, yeah. No, I like Greg. I like that whole twist. I th- I was wondering, I wish she had talked about it more of how she basically went from like family parties from dating one brother to the other brother. Like my family would like cut you out so quick. <laughs> I love that how they were like, no, no one mentioned that she was at their house and no one mentioned that she used to date the one brother and now is dating the other. I was thinking there's no way like Greg's mom would not have said something to her. There's just no way I would have said something to her. They painted her, their mother or like Greg's mother to be this monster. Wouldn't she like hate her? Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't really get the relationship um, because yeah, she's painted as this monster who didn't accept Jack as her own child. And yet Jack stays part of the family why like why not just stay close with grandma and greg but like why are you going to family dinners that family hates you <laughs> i wouldn't put myself through that torture i don't know no. yeah i feel like jack's a glutton for punishment <clears throat> yeah oh Sorry. I <laughs> no i jack i liked um i liked i liked jack but i just wish he would have explained things earlier like I always say this but so much of the problems in romances could be solved if they would just communicate like Jack just tell her why she's not going to get the job and why you don't hate their theoretical physicists like like it wasn't that big of a deal I get that the bad guy the mentor was her mentor but like if he really did what you say he did she he should not be in her life period he took a long time to talk about his mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, to get his point that we don't know if she would believe him unless, like, got to know each other more. But she still didn't really believe him at first. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I feel like that's always an issue. Especially with Allie Hazelwood's books. She loves the miscommunication trope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one was not as bad as the other ones. But, yeah, the miscommunication trope is the worst. I do love when a, a guy falls first. Um, it's one of my favorites because I don't know why. I just love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't explain it. I probably need a therapist to explain why I love that more. Um, I do like that trope, but he's kind of obsessed with her for years. I hated how she would always just question his, like, sincerity. Yeah, but I get it, uh, especially after they explained the stuff with JJ. I mean – she thought I know she I know she knew going into the JJ thing that it was fake but if a guy started taking me out and like we were sleeping together every day I was basically living with him and he introduced me to his family I would have no reason to believe it's fake at that point so so I get where her distrust comes from and the fact that like Jack would be interested in her after the article he wrote and the fact that she was lying about dating his brother I get her distrust of that yeah I get it it was just also annoying I was like yeah he freaking likes you like 
Come on, let's move on. <laughs> okay, well, there is one really icky thing about Jack, and I think this is why I'm not full-on Team Jack. Um, the really icky thing that I do not like about Jack is that he had a picture of her in his bedside table. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I thought that was super creepy. Like, you know what that gives me? Um, that gives me hating names, hating his room, the color of her eyes vibe. Yeah. I'm like, she's dating your brother, and you don't know that it's fake dating, and you get a picture of her at a party, and then you, like, think about her all the time. Like, dude, she's dating your brother, even yeah. though she's not... It just, it creeped me out. So someone on TikTok, I made a video and they said, oh, Jack's their favorite of all the Allie Hazelwood men. Like they like Jack even better than Adam. And I, I, I do like Jack, but that one thing, I guess it's just something I have a problem with. Like, don't take pictures of me and put them in your bedside table. I'm not okay with that. Please. (laughs) I mean, if they were dating any of the Totally okay. Yeah. The fact that they were kind of strangers, virtual strangers. He didn't actually even know really her at all. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I still think I like Adam the most. I like Adam the best too. I, don't know, just, I mean, I didn't really finish Love on the Brain, so I'm basically just comparing Adam and, and Jack, but I like Adam the best. I actually forget the two main characters of Love on the Brain. I read it in like two days, and when I do that, I struggle remembering characters. Did you like how Adam and Olive made a reappearance? I did. And actually, so George mentioned the other girl from uh, Love of the Brain. Oh, oh okay. I did like, My friend's that. coming up for something. We can talk about your ideas that later. He was like, that okay. was fun coming up from Texas. I did like that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that one. But I, I loved the Olive and Adam reappearance. And I just forgot how freaking awkward and nerdy Adam is. <laughs> it's just so awkward. Did you read the novellas that she wrote? No. Okay. She wrote three just science romance novellas. They're really quick reads, like 90 pages. I was doing it when I was trying to get my 100 book count last year. And I was like, I'm going to just read these books real quick. Um, but they're really good. Like, they're really cute. Um, I think one was like Olive's friend or two of them might have been Olive's friend. But they're all just like STEM girls. I really like them. Uh, now I'm wondering if those characters reappear in this book. Again, I read those really fast. And I feel like I'm really bad at remembering old characters. I don't know why Adam and Olive stand out so much to me. I think that's just actually the true testament of how good that book was. Because mm-hmm. I think I will never forget those characters. Opposed to yeah. other romance books I've long forgotten. Yeah, I really liked Adam and Olive. I liked the love hypothesis the best of the books of her books that I've read and finished I we've done a lot of good books this year um I'm excited for the rest of the season I'm a little nervous about reading my first thriller in a while it's been a very long time I tried to buy it at the store today and I could not find Riley Sager anywhere like on the shelf um but then I realized the book doesn't come out until the 20th (laughs) I looked hard I might just wait till the 20th and get it on audiobook. Mm. I just don't love reading thrillers physically because then I get nervous and then I don't want to turn the next page. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just put it in the freezer. <laughs> I say that every time because Jess and Joey from Friends does. <laughs> I'm nervous. 
Um, even with this book, I, I was so nervous she wasn't going to accept this job because of her stupid mentor that I was like, I like put the foot, the book down. I was like, I can't look at it right now. Like I was just so anxious for her. I just, I think it's kind of childish that she felt like she needed his approval. Like you clearly want the job. Who cares? Like if he, if he says you shouldn't take it, it's still your career and your life. Take the job. I think it's just the people please on her. Yeah. But she literally needed insulin to live. <laughs> Like, damn, that's a real gamble, though. Like, if you get hit by a car, you're screwed. I know. It's why every time I think about, like, finding a new job, I'm like, ah, but I have health insurance. Like, I have I have good benefits. I should just stay. I guess, so, our final ratings. I give this book, like, a 4.2. I gave it a 3.8 on Goodreads. Okay. I didn't know Goodreads does does point eights now well i gave it a four on goodreads but in my caption i wrote 3.8 which i mean it feels low because i do like the book and i do think it's a good romance and i read through it pretty quick i mean it took me forever to read it because i didn't have time but when i read it i read like 75 pages at a time like i couldn't put it down it was so easy to keep turning the pages so i feel like 3.8 in some ways is too low it's just i loved love hypothesis so much more that I feel like it's a discredit to love hypothesis if I score this one higher. It's so stupid. It's, yeah, it's. I agree because it is a, good, a really good romance book. I remember even when I had like 80 pages left this afternoon and I breezed through them in like an hour. Like, I don't know. I never read that fast in a while. Like, I've been struggling to read as fast as I used to. And really quick read, really good. I love, I like the characters a lot. But yeah, it just doesn't live up to love hypothesis. Yeah. But that book was just iconic. And that I was know. her first book. It was really incredible. And the name Olive is is a great character name. Whereas in this, we got Greg, George, Jack. Elsie was good. Elsie was good, but I also was confused and would sometimes go, is she Elsie or Elise? <laughs> I would always, I, yeah, I would also. Well, and... Another thing that pissed me off about the mentor thing, which is actually something you would 100% do, is not correct him about her name. <laughs> you would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, I let one of my bosses call me Marisha for the longest time, or Marsha sometimes, because he just didn't know my name was Marissa. And I was just like, whatever, he's old, it's fine. This is like her mentor. I was like, you have to correct him. Yeah. She did, eventually. I wanted her correction to be, like, more, like, oh, by the way, my name's actually Elsie. Like, goodbye. Like, walk out. But she kind of didn't. She's like, you can call me. Like, she kind of did it politely, and I wanted more of a sass response. Yeah. No, she saved all her sass for her mom. (laughs) Ripped her mom a new one. (laughs) No, it was good, though. I'm very grateful for the copy, and it is a good romance. Like, I do recommend it. Um, And if you like sex scenes then um you'll love it even more than I did like my low rating will be like you can add eight points to my rating you know so I highly recommend um I really I feel bad because I've kind of not like made fun of Allie Hazelwood before but been like you know she's got the big boy trope all her boys are really big and like you know, I just, I don't really like that trope. And so I've said things about her books before, but they are good romances. Um, I just personally don't want a man 10 times my size 
trying to do the things to me that the men in these books do to those women. <laughs> she does love her like six feet, like tall men. Tall like, men. No short men allowed. <laughs> no short men, which, you know, she could get canceled for someday. Um, no, big fan. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, definitely would recommend to others. We'll be lending out this book. So thank you for listening. This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good night. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast.